Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Glad you could join us for the Big Red Bench. Join us on a day where Cork have lost out to Tipperary in Porky Cueve. A seven-point win for Tip down the Pork. We'll talk to Mark Landers about that in just a couple of moments' time. We'll have a reaction from the Cork Miners win over Tip as well and a reaction from the uh, Cork uh, Camogie victory last night over Limerick. That sees them into the semi-final. Also going to talk about the final day of the Premier League season. Manchester City crowned champions. Going to talk to Cork County Cricket Club about uh, their year ahead. And we'll hear from uh, Luca Allen, the young Corkman, uh, winning in the uh, Formula 4 series uh, over the weekend. We'll hear from him a little bit later on as well. You're listening to The Big Red Bench on Cork's Red FM. So it's ended in victory for Tipperary this afternoon. An impressive win for Tip, 228 to 124 was how it finished on the park. Former core captain Mark Landers joins us on the line now. And Mark, I'm a bit stunned after watching that. What's your reaction? Yeah, I suppose, you know, Tipperary, I suppose they came with a game plan, Rory, and they're forwards, I suppose. When you come away from the game, having scored 224 out of 228 tells its own story. Even though, I suppose, a lot of cock people going into the game would have been worried about our full back line. In actual fact, Sean, I don't know who uh, Cadigan and Niall O'Leary in, in particular had a very, very good game, but the, the problems emulated out the field. Um, you know, I suppose even from the throw in, the loss of Bill Cooper to this particular cock team was a monumental loss. And I thought there was a huge amount of ball that was flowing from the half back line. The three miles in particular in the, in the midfield, Norm McCress supplied a huge amount of ball into the forwards. Good quality ball into the tip forwards. And I suppose in some respects, then they punished they punish us on a consistent basis. As you mentioned, Bill Cooper's uh, departure just before throw in uh, would have affected this core team who would have been set up uh, to, to, to have Bill Cooper on that team. How much of a psychological effect was that going to have on, on the core team heading out? Today. Yeah, I think a big thing, Rory, because I, I think we all know there's a couple of, you know, there's a couple of real leaders in this Cork team. Hannity being one, Bill Cooper being another. Um, I mean, Bill's loss was monumental. I think particularly to this Cork team. Um, you know, he's had a magnificent career in the last number of years with Cork, but also with McKilly winning a county as well last year, and, and was a driving force in the club holiday year last year. So, he, his loss was huge. But I suppose he gave an opportunity to like the Robbie O'Flynn today, who you know was in and out of the game. But overall, I suppose you know, was was yeah, I suppose I suppose on the positive side, Cork were out of the game in the first twenty minutes mm. and went five or six points down and actually got themselves back into the game. Particularly Luke Mead, I thought, carried some fight to to, to Brayer in the first half. He got a number of frees which Patrick Horgan um, finished. But I suppose on the overall, maybe it was a bit of a false hope at half and we were only point down. Tipperary had a penalty saved as well in the first half. But I, I think, you know, in the overall context of things, it, it's a game under the belt. As we know, there are four matches to be played. We've got to go down to Limerick now next Sunday with, with a match being played. And the big the big thing for us on John Myler is that, you know, can he pick the lads up off the floor because they'll be hurting tonight. They'll be really, really disappointed mm-hmm. to have been beaten at home by Tipperary. But I suppose it's a match under the belt. But... You know, there's no stiffer test than going down to the Gaelic grounds playing against the All-Ireland champions. Yeah, certainly so. I mean, like, there's a lot of talk in this round, Robin, um, that you have to win your home games. You have to win your home games. A lot of emphasis on that. Mm-hmm. Um, Cork under a tremendous amount of pressure now after today's defeat. 
they are under pressure now. They're, they're, on the, they're on the back foot now. There's no point in saying otherwise. But uh, like they're, they're, I suppose, two in a row months of champions as well at the same time. You know, they've been to the All-Ireland semi-finals. They'll have to call on that experience now going down next Sunday. And, you know, they're not going to become a poor team overnight. I suppose you can see Liam Sheedy's stamp is all over this temporary team. Mm. It seems as though it's a kind of a last hurrah for an awful lot of those players. And he suddenly got a tune out of them and no bigger tune than he got out of John DeWire, John Bubbles DeWire. I mean, he was absolutely magnificent today. I suppose it is disappointing from a cock perspective that we never, never at any stage got to the grips with Bubbles DeWire today. He was just, he was immense. He was all over the field. His striking was, was, was phenomenal. And um, I suppose that's, that's one thing that, we, you know, the cock will have to look at and say, look, we needed to tighten up on one or two of our players and we failed to do that over the course of 70 minutes. We'll hear from John Myler a little bit later on in the show, but he spoke in RTE afterwards and his assessment was that Tip were more fluent and more mobile than Cork and Cork were too reliant on Patrick Horgan. Is that the case? Yeah, well, I, look, we all know that Tipperary stick work is absolutely magnificent, but it's magnificent if you give them time and space. And I felt on, on too many occasions, you know, Cork left Tipperary forwards loose. They weren't upping their men, tightened their men. And, you know, yes, fluid, but, you know, that comes from training. Uh, I suppose, you know, we saw him in the league against Tipperary, against uh, down the parking ring when they came back from a week's uh, warm weather training. They were magnificent that night again uh, in the league where they just, they clipped over a similar score, but they're hurling was, was, was top notch and he's dead right about Patrick Hogan I mean what what a performance Patrick Hogan gave for us today I mean he scored uh, you know three or four points from play that were just like, in terms of the scores that were there today they were magnificent scores but I suppose you know an awful lot of the cock players will have to go with tonight I can say to themselves look you know what kind of an effort did I put in today what went wrong for me how can I correct myself you know and and, and it starts with the individual themselves they'll have to get a better performance you know individually first before you go at the team but um, I think you came up against a very very good temporary team today and the one thing I suppose that that people, you know, the one that the game everyone might have seen it is that I thought the referee Seamus Clear on a number of occasions was poor. He gave a yeah. couple of decisions against Cork at, at critical times, particularly when 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 Cork went after a second goal. Patrick Hogan won a great ball. Seemed like he was he stepped inside his man. And it looked like it was, he he was holding him out, and he gave a free out against Patrick Hogan. I thought it was a, it was a big call at the time, and it was a it was a decision like I think the game would have been back to four points, maybe even three points, and I thought that decision against. Was very, very harsh, you know? Yeah, there was a couple of decisions that Sean Clare made that uh, they, the core crowd weren't happy with. Probably retaliation for getting hit with, in the, the back of the head with the ball in the first half. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> but even the, the penalty in the first half, and, and, and I was I was at the opposite side of the field, yeah. but it looked to me that Niall O'Leary had got in a very, very good tackle. You know, um, the temporary forward was going through about to, about to shoot, and it looked like he had flicked the ball off of his holly, and he gave you know a soft. I thought it was a soft enough penalty, mm-hmm. but I, I could be mistaken now when I see it back in the television later. But I thought overall. I didn't think Seamus Clear endeared himself to the Cox supporters or the players today but that, that's only probably nitpicky at this stage we were off we were out hurled I think we had long stages today but I, I suppose you know it is all about getting back to um getting back now and getting the lads back up off the, the ground for next Sunday against Limerick Yeah and it's a good thing as well that the game is next week because they don't have uh, too long to lick their wounds I guess 
It is, and like you know, we, we'll see now what the Cork team is, is going to be made of, and the, the players of like the Hamleys and the the Connellahans and the, the Patrick Hoggins and 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 I suppose Alan K- Owen Cadigan played very very well at full forward today. He did hands full with Seamus Callan and Nash. Like they're, they're the natural leaders of the team. It'll be up to them now to drive it on again for the, the next couple of days in training, just to, to pick the lads up and be positive because we did go down during the league this year against, you know, the All-Ireland champions and we beat them below in their own back garden. So, I mean, we, we have done it in the league but the Cork will need to bring intensity to the game next Sunday that we haven't seen and, and like you might have the Damien Cahillans, you might have the Aidan Walshers maybe starting the next day for a bit of physicality and stuff like that but un- unless we can mix it a little bit more you know, we're just going to struggle to get scores. I think up front, you know, you know, we had an opportunity. I think for a goal in the first half, Lehan, you know, like he does, he, he does. I suppose there's a massive weight on his shoulders. We expect so much from him, but he raced through in the first half. Like he really should have kept going. Like if that was TJ Reid, if that was Joe Canning, they'd have kept going, put the head down, and went for the goal. I thought the easy option was to put it over the bar. Mm. To me, at that stage, a goal is what Cork needed to ign- to ignite the team. You know, yes. I, I felt it, I felt at that time like there was a goal required and he should have put the head down because there are very very few goal chances that you get in matches and that was one you know he should have seen it that, that was the opportunity was there I should have went for it you know alright Jim Mark thanks very much for talking to us today appreciate it buddy we'll chat to you soon ok thank you bye bye that's Mark Landers there former Cork captain speaking about uh, Cork's defeat uh, to Tipperary this afternoon very very disappointing would like to hear your views on it if you'd like to send us a text or a whatsapp 086 8104106 is the place uh, to send that uh, to us. 086 8104106. Or you can tweet us as well at Big Red Bench. Uh, we were asking uh, people for their one word summary of the game over on our Twitter page. And uh, a lot of responses coming in. We'll get to those in uh, a little bit. Um, but disappointment for Cork, as I mentioned to Mark in this round, Robin. You just have to win your home games. Have to win your home games. So much emphasis being put on your home games. And now Cork, who's certainly on the back foot. And uh, heading to uh, Limerick next week, certainly not going to be an easy task uh, for the Rebels, so uh, very disappointing this afternoon as uh, Tipperary emerge uh, from Porky Quig with uh, a seven-point victory. One positive, though, the pitch was absolutely immaculate today. Immaculate. It looked fantastic. Uh, it held up really, really well. So congratulations to uh, everyone who worked on that pitch. Uh, it certainly held up very, very well. I know, taking a small bit of positive, small bit of comfort uh, from today's uh, result. All right, we're going to hear from Matt John Moyler in a bit. Kieran's on his way back. We'll get his views on it a little bit later on um, as well. And we're also going to hear from uh, minor boss John Considine after uh, Cork beat Tipperary 2.27. To 118 in the curtain raiser today. Also today in the Munster Hurling Championship, Waterford hosting Clare at Walsh Park. But it wasn't to be. Clare winning uh, in a narrow, narrow manner. Well, Clare 120, Waterford 22 points was how it finished. Exciting end to that game as well. But Clare um, seeing out and uh, so seeing, a, seeing it out and winning by just a single point in Leinster Galway defeating Carlow at Salt Hill today 124 to 18 points South finished in Pierce Stadium in the football Meath beating Offaly 113 to 14 points Brian McMahon with the crucial goal there for the Royals while the visitors Louth beat Wexford 22 points to 114 in Connacht Ross Common enjoying an impressive 317 to 12 point win over neighbours Leitrim and in Ulster Tyrone have beaten Derry today 119 to 113 was how it finished in Oma in football Manchester City have retained the Premier League title they had a 4-1 win over Brighton at the Amex Stadium it sees them finish one point ahead of Liverpool 
Big Wolves 2-0 at Anfield elsewhere it finished Burnley 1 Arsenal 3 Crystal Palace 5 Bournemouth 3 Fulham 0 Newcastle 4 Leicester 0 Chelsea 0 and uh, Manchester United nil, Cardiff City 2. What a result that is. Cardiff City, the side relegated when Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer was in charge, uh, beating uh, Manchester United today. The end of a, a very, very disappointing season for Manchester United. Big rebuilding job for them in the close season. Elsewhere, it finished Southampton 1, Huddersfield Town 1, Tottenham 2, Everton 2, and Watford 1. West Ham 4 in the League 1 playoff Doncaster Rovers uh, and Charlton led it going head to head today and it was Doncaster Rovers who won by 2 goals to or two, or it was um, Charlton I should say excuse me uh, winning by 2 goals to 1 today former Cork City man Kieran Sadlier playing 84 minutes of that game for Doncaster Rovers today and in the League 2 playoff uh, 10 minutes gone Mansfield Town and Newport County uh, scoreless there at the moment um, with uh, 10 minutes played in Scotland and Rangers beating Celtic by 2 goals to nil in the Premiership earlier on today but of course Celtic uh, clinching the league title last week here at home Cork City's uh, women uh, on the wrong end of an 8 goal thriller Galway 5 City 3 was how it finished at Bishopstown earlier on today Michael Howey finishing best of the Irish in a tie for 30th on 6 under par at the British Masters 10 shots off the Swedish winner Marcus Kennelt Paul Dunn finishing up on level par and Lewis Hamilton winning the Spanish Grand Prix this afternoon ahead of his uh, Mercedes team at Valtteri Bottas that means he retakes the championship lead alright uh, we are going to go down now to uh, Porky Cueve and get the reaction of uh, Cork boss John Myler who's uh, speaking uh, in the press conference uh, a short time ago this is what Myler said to the Assembled Media I think Tipperary were more fluent um, sharper um, more mobile better support played on us today uh, looked extremely hungry. Um, they got a very good start with the goal. Um, you know, they got a good advantage on us early on in the first half, and we brought it back to you know point at half time. And I thought we'd get in at half time and we'd reorganise. Um, you know, just back to the basics again and just get it right again. But uh, you know, again they came out and at the second half and they really drove on again. And you know that second goal they got up at the top end. Um, really, you know, kind of finished us off there. I felt with Seamus's goal, you know, that we were back in it, and then there was three or four points in. Hoggy was held up. It was a free in, free out, but it was a free out, so that probably would have brought it back to three or four points. And uh, you know, Tip were just they were more fluent, more better support player, hungrier probably than this, and that's really it. It just had a no. It didn't look. It, it just meant reorganising. Bill is a you know a, a fantastic player, a leader of the team. Really, he's one of the senior members of the team. It was a massive loss to us, but you know that that we just had to reorganise. Then putting Luke into midfield, who actually played quite well, I thought. You know, but we lost that then at wing forward, and then we lost Bill at midfield. But you know, that's not an excuse really. That um, you know, you have to be able to lose one or two players or through injury or whatever. And um, yeah, look, look, it's 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 seven days, but that's the. I suppose that's the the beauty of the Munster Championship. You know, the match is over. Um, you just need to reorganise and focus now on Limerick next week, and you know, um, away to Limerick, and we need to get a win, and that's basically it. Um, you know, 
Yeah, just that. Look, there's experience there of winning all Ireland's and, and the Mars and that, and um, the two McGraths and that. You know, re- really, really good players who've been there, done that, seen that, and uh, that bit of experience plus Liam as well on the sideline and um, and Eamon O'Shea as well. So look, you know, they were hungry, and after last year's, um, you know, losing out in the three in Munster, um, that focus, that hunger was really there, and that's not happening a second time, you know, again, um, and we didn't match that. Yeah, the positives were, were you know, that, that um, Sean O'Donoghue Cadigan and Niall O'Leary, you know, Niall O'Leary for his first, for his debut as a 21-year-old was really, really good, you know, but just further, just further out the field where the problems were and, and that's really it and we need to remedy that and rectify that before next Sunday against Limerick because Limerick will be hopping next Sunday in the Gaelic grounds full house again, um, you know, so as I said to you, that's the, that's the beauty of this exercise that it's over, move on, forget about and uh, get ready for Limerick next Sunday. Yeah, yeah I was no, I was happy. I was happy at half time. You know, the wind was picking up, and you know, it, it, it was strong. It was weak at times, and um, I felt that we just get back in at half time, reorganise, resettle. You know, just get focused again. But Tip just came out of the blocks again. So you know, I thought they might they might tire in the second half because they put an awful lot of energy into the first half, but they didn't. You know, and that goal then really it was clinical, and that gave them a cushion. Then going into the end, and as I said to you, I thought Seamus's goal coming down at the you know towards the end of the second half that we would have the momentum then and. It was a free out or a free in, whichever way it was, and he gave the free out. So, you know, we'd have got it back to three or four points then, and we would have had more momentum, but that wasn't to be. Yeah, but you, you know, you need to keep the, the the scoreboard ticking over, and we said that during the week. We need to keep doing that, and if the opportunities, you know, if if um, if, if goal scoring opportunities come, then take them. And you know what I mean? Like Seamus's goal was really good, but you know, look, that's that's it. Yes, John Myler there uh, speaking in the press conference uh, following today's seven-point uh, defeat to Tipperary. Uh, Kieran still down in Parky Cueve. We'll uh, get a one-on-one interview with John Myler uh, in a little bit. But uh, for now, we're going to hear from uh, Tip boss uh, Liam Sheedy uh, speaking to the media in, in Parky Cueve. Impressive. Yeah, look, I suppose, you know, you, unless you get a performance down here, Peter, you won't win. Um, thought we found a good level. Uh, you know, started very well. Give ourselves a few points of a cushion, but you know, our discipline in the first half probably cost us dearly. We gave them eight points and place balls, and that was a little bit of a, a down. But I just felt psychologically to go in the pint up, and we knew we had a little small bit of a wind in our backs in the second half uh, was a help. And look, you know, we got a great start to the second half. We got to three or four and built on that. And look, I suppose well, I just felt John McGrath's goal was a piece of magic. You know, the way we worked the ball up, uh, such a smashing ball across and ball into the back of net, and very hard for Cork to come back from that. But fairness to them, they couldn't. They didn't go away. They didn't give me any. I suppose. You know, the last few moments, you, you just always feel with Cork they're capable of, of cracking in a goal or two. They got a wonderful goal. Um, but as I said, thankfully, we, we, we picked off some really nice points. I think we got 223 or so from play. So that's a good day at the office. You know, I think um, these these guys can play. Um, you know, I said it at, at the press launch last Monday week that I felt that, you know, we had, we had prepared really, really well. We knew exactly what was ahead of us. It hasn't been a happy hunting ground for us. We're coming down to play the team that are going for three in a row in Munster. But, you know, overall today was, was a really good performance. And, um, yeah, a lot to like about our display. But, like I said, 11 years ago here, you could take a bit of a break. You were 
into Munster final and you could get four or five weeks off but for us it's just this evening you just got to roll back again and get ready for what's coming next week which is Waterford into Semper Stadium which is a massive match again so um, yeah it, it's great but it's at the end of the day I guess it's, it's two points it's two pints in the bank it's not anymore you know I mean there's two pints won't get you anywhere in this championship um, you know we've got I think every game you see it today you know there was one pint puck of a ball in, in, the, in the game in, in Walsh Park so like the margins are going to be really really tight this is a phenomenal championship I think it's the best championship around so whatever three teams come out on top are, are certainly going to have earned it but you know for us like one performance won't get you out uh, today is a good start and that's exactly what it is but uh, we need to go back we need to rest our bodies there's a lot of tired limbs there a lot of lads put their bodies on the line for for 70 plus minutes but uh, yeah it's it's I, I'm just delighted but I suppose I'm a realist I, I realise it's only two points I guess John I'm going on what I see in training you know I've, I've, I've seen them up close for months now I've seen the condition they've got themselves in you know um, you know, I thought every line, you know, like the heroic defending we done finishing up there was very, very much to like. But uh, like these guys were able to play, and um, you know, uh, you know, the day someone tells me that someone's at 29 years of age and is too old to play in, in Championship hurling is, you know, that's that's contrary to what I think. And like in fairness, I have a massive, massive com- competition within my panel. There's some of these under 21s are really, really good, so it's it's competitive. You know, there could well be changes again for next Sunday. There could be changes to the overall panel, but. You know, it's it, it's competitive and has been for the last number of weeks, and that's I suppose that's what made me at ease with myself to know you know we've a really good chance of bringing the performance today, and thankfully we did. And no, look, I mean you know the recovery starts now. You know we'll, we'll we'll get the recovery, and you know I think you know I suppose you know we have momentum and we're after winning the match, so you know we'll we'll be mad to get out and get get going again um, and next Sunday. But again, we're well aware of the challenge that comes, so you just got to go back and do what these guys do. You know, as I said, they're in. They've got you know with 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 Tommy and Eamon and, and Dara beside them on the coaching side, and they've got Carves on the on the on the SNC. You know they'll do. We, we know exactly what we need to do in terms of preparation uh, for next Sunday. And again, it's a massive match back in Rowan Home Patch and Turles. As Liam Sheedy, they're speaking after their impressive victory um, over Cork today. Would love to if you were there watching it live and if you were watching on TV even let us know your thoughts on Cork's performance today 086-8104-106 tweet us as well at Big Red Bench we'll read out a couple of those a little bit later on alright it uh, was a good day though for the Cork Miners as they defeated Tipperary 227-118 to uh, 12 point win for Cork today Jack Ahalan scoring 2-3 for the Rebels uh, this is the reaction of Cork boss John Considine John, very, very comprehensive win over Yeah, um, way more comprehensive than, like, we, how would I put it, we got all the breaks. Like, we were popping points from all angles, and another day that wouldn't have happened. So the, 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 gap, the, the gap is probably unfair. Um, it probably lacks reflection on how good people are. Um, but, look, no, we're not complaining. Um, a lot of great performances there. Dara Flynn uh, on the ball for a uh, good part. Jack Cahillan scoring two magnificent goals as well. We spoke about him last week. Um, he came to the four as well, a few points. He did. Very clever. Um, all of them, uh, right from start to finish. And even the guys that came on, weighed in with a few scores. Colin Walsh was enormous when he came in. We lost that earlier. He'd be prepared for us. And, uh, Colin came in. Um, and even the guys, like, so we lost the two midfielders. The guys that came in there, they all contributed, which is what we've asked them to do. But, like, I mean, as you say, all over the field, it was big performances. And, like, when that happens, you know, it, you know when it kicks like that, it's, it, it, the team is almost impossible. It must be very pleasing considering the, the trimming tip game last year. I know there's, there's a lot of new players on both teams, but it's, it's nice over Vernon on the time. Yes, and it's important in terms of maybe scoring difference at the end. Yes, if there's a few weeks on, on the same number of points and it comes down to that, that could be important. Um, but I think the more important pleasing aspect is we have been playing well in patches and the difference 
John Considine there speaking after uh, today's win and everything certainly did click Cork 227 Tipperary 118 uh, was the final score from uh, the park we'll talk to uh, Kieran about that when he gets back uh, from Parky Cueve um, because that was a, a, a great core performance a great start today just disappointed that the seniors um, couldn't follow suit um, against Tip uh, but we'll talk to Kieran get his views on both games in a little bit alright going to talk Mogi now and a big win for Cork last night as they beat Limerick 113-4 to four points Lauren Guilfoyle there for us got the reaction of Cork boss Paddy Murray Paddy another uh, easy night at the office yeah I suppose yeah a bit frustrated really with the uh, the overall performance um, you know we had a lot of attacks and probably uh didn't uh, put enough scores on the on the board. No, I know. Look, they played two forwards inside the forty-five for for the majority of the night. So, um, uh, you know, I just thought it was a frustrating game uh, to watch. Really, you spoke the last day about your maybe kind of overplaying it in the middle third. Were you happier tonight that you didn't seem to be maybe losing too many passes or too many passes going astray? No, and I suppose look, uh, I suppose in the first half uh, was awkward to play. Uh, uh, play with uh, especially for our forwards so uh, you know, I thought that we were probably in for uh, maybe a goal and a couple of points there that uh, just the ball just didn't uh, didn't stick inside you know so look I suppose we've t- tip I think in two weeks time um, a lot of work to be done um, you know I'd be worried going into it to be honest Limerick adopted a sweeper but at times I felt anyway that it nearly played to your advantage because Laura Tracy was able to, to mop up ball there fairly easily yeah, I think they came with a game plan really of just trying to contain us rather than coming out to beat us. And uh, look, we're well used to that. A lot of teams just set up that way to to uh, forwards inside the forty-five yard line, pack the middle third, and, and, and play with a sweeper. So um, you know, it's frustrating to play against, but uh, you rarely win a game playing that way. You know, Limerick had a player sent off. Did you see that tackle? What was your own opinion on it? Look, it was a high tackle, but look in the spirit of the game I suppose maybe Red was harsh on it you know because uh, look I uh, don't think there was too, a dirty stroke in the game really you know Aoife mm-hmm. Murray had a fantastic game between the sticks despite that tackle I suppose two point blank saves from Neve Mulcahy it must be nice to see her getting tested this early on in, in the, the championship yeah look yeah it, it pulled off a, particularly the one in the first half was a very very good save as good as I've seen her in, a, in the last couple of years so uh, it's nice to know that the reflexes are still there anyway you know <laughs> heading into that Munster final is that a game that you want to win well uh, look of course any game we go into you're going to win um, you know I would seriously say that we need to up the ante a, a lot now over the next uh, two weeks really to have any chance of, of that because uh, you know look, tonight wouldn't uh, wouldn't be good enough and is that down to I suppose, your approach to training over the last couple of weeks that you need to kind of approach that differently from a management perspective or is that from the attitude of the players uh, look I, I just thought training was, has been going quite well but I just thought we were flat tonight whether that is just that I know a lot of them were doing exams and things like that but you know Limerick would be in the same boat as ourselves but I just thought there would be more intensity in our play 
Today, Greg Bench on Cork's Red FM, and that is uh, Cork Monkey boss Polly Murray speaking to Lauren after last night's win over Limerick. All right, still to come on the show, we're going to hear from uh, John Myler down in uh, Parky Cueve, going to go over the day's uh, Premier League action, going to talk to Cork County Cricket Club, and we'll hear from uh, Cork Racing driver Luke Allen. The Neil Prenderville Show. With Tesco Grocery Home Shopping. Save time online at tesco.ie slash groceries. Tesco, every little helps. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast. Podcast at redfm.ie The Big Red Bench and Neil back on Cork Show FM tomorrow morning from 9am Right, we're going to go back to Parky Cueve Kiran has been chatting with Cork boss John Myler John, uh, obviously disappointing start to the Munster Championship against Tip Yeah, it's, it's disappointing um, you know, but um, Tipperary got the momentum early on in the first half and really the goal that they got kind of settled them and then they went in 5-6 but we showed great character come back you know to within the point at half time but unfortunately then you know the goal they got you know it started the second half really kind of gave them six point cushion really which which you know I mean steadied them and we were always really chasing you know yeah he didn't go in uh, too far back uh, at half time on the, the scoreboard but the fact that Cork were on the back foot there did, was that yeah the, the Tipperary were playing better they, yeah. they, they were more fluent they were more support play they were better you know movement off the ball on the ball and that and you know taking much easier scores than what we were taking but like I felt that once we got in at half time we'd be we'd be okay but it just wasn't to be lots of uncharacteristic errors fumbling the ball just, you know just you know what I mean sloppy little things at times but you know they're caused by Tipperary putting you under savage pressure and that was it really you mentioned Tip uh, just came out a bit hungrier in that you mentioned Liam Shady Factor as well yeah, but look, Tipperary are an experienced team. You know what I mean? They've all the Mars and the two McGraths and that. They've been there a while, so you know what I mean. They bring that to the table, and you know we couldn't match that today. Uh, many positives to take out of us ahead of the game against Limerick. The positives are. Um, our scoring was good, but we conceded, and you know the the, the Niall O'Leary, you know, and Cadigan full back line played well, and you know what I mean. But um, it's it's now focusing on Limerick next Sunday, and that's really key. And a great goal from Ernie. Ah, yeah, but we did, we got it back, and I felt with shame as getting the goal back. That if if we had just picked it up then after that, but we didn't, and you know, Hoggy was held up for a free or it was a free out or a free in, but it just didn't happen, and that's it, you know. Um, Bill Cooper obviously didn't start the game. He did the warm up. Um, uh, that can have uh, problems on the line with tactics. Ah, it was, it was a big loss. He, Bill was a loss. There's no doubt about that because Bill is a leader within the group itself. But uh, look, he's a big loss, and please God, we get a Mac right for Limerick next Sunday. And look, lastly, that game against Limerick, it's, it, it takes a new meaning you know, again. It's now. huge. It's huge. You know what I mean? All four games in the in the championship are huge. So you know what I mean? That uh, we need to get a result in Limerick next Sunday. Um, that's it. Thanks, Certainly have to get a result in Limerick next weekend. That is the message from. John Minor. <laughs> Easier said than done. The Munster Champions going to the All Ireland Champions next weekend should be an absolute cracker. Fingers crossed, uh, Cork, and get right back on the horse and uh, come back with a performance next weekend. All right, going to talk Premier League now, and of course Manchester City. Um, I want to crown the Premier League champions because uh, our good friend Dennis Hurley 
corrected us when I tweeted that earlier on today. He's, <laughs> he said, Could, they can't be crowned champions. They are already champions. So thanks for that, Dennis. Uh, so Manchester City have retained their league title with a 4 1 win away to Brighton today. Richard Newman. Full time, Brighton and Hove Albion won. Manchester City 4. City are the Premier League champions again. The first club in 10 years to retain the trophy, settling this incredible title race with Liverpool. There was a big scare for City in the first half when it went down to Glenn Murray's header, but Sergio Aguero equalised a minute later before Aymeric Laporte's header put them in the lead. City were a bit pedestrian in the second half, but put the game to bed with two stunning goals. Riyad Mahrez with a shot from the edge of the area and Ilkay Gundogan's free kick both found the top corner, sending City fans delirious. They'll receive the trophy on the pitch here shortly. What a season. Manchester City retaining the title, beating Brighton 4-1 at the Amex. Yeah, it's an incredible, incredible run. They finished on 98 points, 14 uh, straight wins uh, to win um, ahead of Liverpool. Just one point clear of Liverpool. They beat Wolves 2-0 at Anfield. We'll get the report on that in a sec. But uh, City captain Vincent Company says being pushed so hard makes the victory even sweeter. Back to back, I think it was the hardest and, and most satisfying Premier League uh, ever. It makes me so much more happy. We played against such a good team all season, and when our backs were against the walls, we, we, you know, we, we won at home at the Etihad, and that made a difference. Yeah, celebrations uh, there for the blue half of Manchester this evening. But uh, Liverpool did their part for the two 0 win over Wolves, Shane Pennington. Liverpool 2, Wolves 0, Jurgen Klopp's men fall just short in what was an exhilarating title race. They did what they needed to here, but unfortunately for them, so did Manchester City. Two goals from Sadio Mane did the damage. The first he swept home from Alexander-Arnold's cross, and then Mane stooped to head home his second from six yards. Van Dijk hit the bar and Origi blazed over from close range as Liverpool looked for more, whilst Wolves' best chance saw Matt Doherty hit the bar in the first half. Liverpool finished on 97 points, and amazingly, the title goes to Manchester City, who finished a point above them. Liverpool 2, Wolves 0. And Tottenham wrapping up uh, fourth place today in Champions League football, Guy Swindles. First two, Everton 2. Tottenham have done enough then to finish in the top four this season. Make sure they'll be in the Champions League again next year, whatever happens in this year's final. Didn't do it the easy way, though. Dyer gave them the lead in the fourth minute, but Everton, with two goals in three second-half minutes through uh, Walcott and then Tosin, turned this game on his head. They needed a wonderful Ericsson free kick to make sure they shared the points. Fair result on the day. Good one for Spurs, though. Spurs 2, Everton 2. All right, and the rest of the results from today. Uh, Burnley 1, Arsenal 3, Crystal Palace 5, Bournemouth 3. Fulham nil, Newcastle four, Leicester nil, Chelsea nil, Manchester United nil, Cardiff City two, Southampton one, Huddersfield Town one, and uh, Watford one, West Ham four. Very disappointing season for Manchester United, who finished sixth, uh, five points off the top four. Um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer appointed permanent manager. Maybe are Manchester United fans regretting that now, or are the Manchester United board regretting that now, uh, considering the performance levels and results of significantly tailed off I suppose since uh, he was confirmed as a full-time manager Um, so it'll be a very interesting summer ahead for Manchester United they need to rebuild they need to get players in a lot of players need to go out it remains to be seen what happens there but a big summer and a big season ahead for Manchester United and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer well summer starts with the Munster Hurling Championship as it did today so that means the cricket season is certainly upon us so it's time to check in with our friends at Cork County Cricket Club with club stalwart Rob Duggan and overseas player Jeremy Benton from New Zealand popped in to talk to Kieran yesterday starting with Rob 
we were up in Maugier there for pre-season doing a bit of indoor work uh, before we went outdoors um, and then we had a pre-season game up on Leash which went really well good hit out the weather was good so yeah we went straight into the first game against Galway and we got a good win uh, followed up at home against Limerick City uh, how long would you normally be doing for pre-season? Pre-season usually start February start early February um, ideally you'd you know, maybe take a few weeks off post-season and then get into it, but facilities are a bit of an issue. But yeah, um, we'll, we'll touch on them in a, a few minutes. But you mentioned playing um, Galway, was it? Yeah. I think, and that. Do you find it hard to get games? I know cricket's after coming on. Uh, good, mm. There's a lot more clubs in the last few years, obviously. So it's, it's probably easier to get games, maybe. But I can't imagine it's it's still very it's, easy either. Yeah, I suppose in Munster itself, um, there's a limited number of senior clubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so our, our own club uh, play up in Leinster uh, League, yeah. um, which is a much higher standard. And um, that's starting in June, so we're sort of building into that right now. Um, so I suppose Jeremy came, is our overseas player from New Zealand, so he's going to help out and... So yeah, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, did you find it hard going in between the two leagues? It, they run concurrently. Yeah, so we we play say in Leinster on Saturday and then back in Munster on Sunday. So it's a lot of driving, um, but it's huge commitment from the guys, and yeah. we have to do it. And I guess most of us love it. <laughs> yeah, but it's tough. Yeah, yeah, well, it's easier to do it when you, when you love it, I suppose. Yeah. Um, Jeremy, you're as as Rob mentioned the overseas player this year. How are you finding it? So yes, far. yeah, no, loving it. Um, good to be back in court. Um, really enjoyed my season last year with uh, Court County, and um, yes, yeah, so it's good to be back. Good to start off the season with a couple of wins with the boys, and um, yeah, looking forward to the rest of the season. Uh, you're a very busy man. You're doing lots in the the club at the moment. But uh, before we go into all that, um, you were involved last week. How did you find it? Or were you playing last week? Uh, yes, yeah, so I was involved last week. Um, we played uh, Limerick City, um, had a good win at home against them. Um, they're, they're supposed to be quite quite a top team in the league, so it was good to start well, and a few boys um, had, had a good performance. So, um, yeah, really good to start the season the way we have. Yeah, How are you finding the, the standards? Because, uh, like we mentioned, they're running concurrently, the, the, the Munster and Leinster, but obviously mm-hmm. Leinster is a higher standard. So you're coming back playing not as high a standard and then going out the next day probably playing a higher standard. Like, that must be tough for any player. Yeah, no, it's, it's good. I think um, Munster League has its own challenges, yeah. um, sort of different style of cricketers, which um, is, is tough as well. So although it might not be recognised as a, as a high standard, there there are really good players throughout all the teams. And, um, yeah, I really enjoy playing both because you got to yeah, work on different facets of your game and... Um, yeah, both areas. So um, yeah, I, I really enjoy it, and um, yeah, good challenge, good challenge for the boys. Uh, you mentioned you're back in Cork. How's uh, that been going so far? Yes, yeah, yeah. No, it's um, actually living in the same room as last year, so nice and nice and familiar. Uh, living with a couple of the cricket teammates, Cormac and uh, Harvey. So we've all settled in well and getting into some good routines. So no, really enjoying it, and uh, should be an enjoyable summer. Uh, Rob, you mentioned the the Leinster League starts uh, shortly in June next few weeks. Um, you've uh, a tough tie as well in two weeks in Belfast. Yeah, we've our first round of the Irish Senior Cup, which is like the the All Ireland uh, Premier Cup competition, and yeah. that's up against Instonians in Belfast. Um, so we're kind of that's our first big sort of fixture that we're all preparing for. Um, 
So yeah, it's two weeks time, and you know, I think we're we're, we're looking like we're going to be in a good place for it. Yeah. Right, moving on from that uh, tie in two weeks, Rob. But Jeremy, you're he- heavily involved, I suppose, in the the monster setup. Your captain. That's a nice little uh, gong to have. Yes, yeah, no, it was enjoyable um, being captain for last three games of last year, and um, I think I'm in line for it this year, um, which was good. The boys um, really worked into the season and um, finished finish off with the first two wins, um, months of rest history. So um, hopefully this year. Um, we can lead on from that success and um, hopefully see a few uh, court players in it as well. So, Looking forward to it. Um, we've got two festivals, one in June in Dublin and one up north in uh, August. How are you finding captaining the, the site? Uh, yeah, no, I enjoy it. Um, sort of keeps me well involved. Um, most of the players sort of know all their roles and everything, so it, it all runs itself. Um, but no, I enjoy it and um, yeah, hopefully can help the players uh, where I can. I, I don't know where you get the you're already up the walls um, with everything else you're doing but you're also involved in, in summer camps and underage training but uh, first I suppose I'll touch on the, the underage training what's the kind of setup with the, the Cork County Cricket Club and uh, the yes, yeah so we've got a few sort of different underage um, teams and trainings on different nights um, the under 13s are on Wednesdays they start at 4pm and we've got the under 17s on Wednesday after them at 6 uh, we also have the under-11s who train on Fridays um, at 6pm, um, which are great for beginners who want to get into the game. Um, so there's a lot going on during the week. Um, down at the Mardark, it's cool ground, especially during the summer, so the clubhouse buzzing and it's a great atmosphere. Um, and on top of all of that, you have summer camps coming up as well that you're also involved in. Yes, yeah, yeah. so the summer camps, um, we've got them in the second and fourth week of July, I think it is. Um, really good activities for the um, school holidays, um, and the kids really enjoy it. Um, I was a part of them last year, and I had a great time too. So looking forward to um, helping out the kids this year too. Uh, can people still... Uh, find out more information on that and get involved in it absolutely yeah it's, um, there's loads of information on the, the website quarkownercreekclub.com uh, but uh, yeah all, all it is is just email our uh, youth admin and you can register a kid for it yeah there'd be good uptake on that there is yeah it was quite the past two years have been really really busy um, even on like Friday nights for the under 11s we, we could have up to 60 kids um, so it's, um, yeah. it's, it's, it's it's a stress on our Man, manpower about it. It's great. It's great to see the interest. Yeah, um, that kind of leads me into facilities and all the manpower you have to use and trying to get somewhere to to play. Um, that, that can't be hard because obviously you need specific type of ground and stuff as well. Mm. But how how hard is it to to get venues? I know you have to marry like for matches and that. Yeah, I suppose during the summer we're, we're kind of okay, um, but we're also looking to improve our practice facilities at the Marlick, um with sort of artificial nets and stuff. But during the winter, I think for all the clubs and monsters, it's it's, it's really difficult, like uh, mm. trying to find indoor facilities. Um, we ourselves use Mallow GA, who are great to help us out. Um, I know one or two other clubs are using Bannon Grammar gym there so but yeah it's it, it's something I suppose that needs to be looked at at the upper echelons of Irish cricket but yeah, yeah. Um, be great because like, there's so, so much interest here in Munster uh, to harness but you need the facilities to back it up yeah I see correct me if I'm wrong but I often see lads out in the farm here behind us yeah UCC uh, yeah, yeah. yeah the, um, so like there's, there's club there's smaller clubs junior clubs minor clubs okay. everywhere um, so it's not just the senior clubs but yeah it's, there's 
there's a real demand for a good indoor facility in Munster, really. Yeah, and like, is the the onus then on the the, the clubs to kind of sort that out, or is it something? To I guess I guess it's it's sort of everyone at the clubs, the union, the Munster Cricket Union, right. and then Cricket Ireland probably need to help out as well. Um, but yeah, it's it's something that needs to be looked at definitely for the future generations. Um, I suppose. They find it hard enough themselves. The 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 top board will say and get in facilities. I know mm. they, they've said recently Malahide isn't the, the the best type of venue. There's better venues, but that's what they use for the yeah. the one days and that. Um, well, I think I think Craig Aaron have built a purpose, uh, you know, practice facility out in um, Abbotstown. Yeah, and I think they're going to build a purpose ground out there as well. Yes. Um, so I think like the, the, the Belfast would have indoor facilities Derry would Dublin would so I suppose the next step would be Cork <laughs> um, Is there anything in the, the pipeline then um, I suppose UCC have mentioned about moving out the road here mm. uh, I know it's, it's the college as opposed to the, the Mardyk Arena mm. moving out but there'll be a lot of sporting facilities out there that's what they're, they're hoping to do is build a huge huge campus yeah. is there a possibility that I think they're going to have a cricket ground yeah. in there. Um, I think it's well, it's a huge draw for them, for especially Asian students. Yeah. Um, so cricket's huge, the passion out there. So, um, yeah, I think they're definitely going to include a cricket ground. Um, we're looking to improve our facilities at the Marley to make it sort of a an Ireland Day that sort okay. of level A facility. Um, and I know Harlequins are improving their ground as well. So the core clubs are making a really good effort um, so yeah it's there is huge potential here um, in Cork okay. definitely uh, I'm not asking I really to try uh, to try under the bus or anything I'm certainly not but when they're putting on one day internationals same kind of days weekends as your own matches mm. that can't be ideal because you, you can't even go and watch the international side yeah, it's I difficult, imagine. I suppose um, I didn't know every sport is this problem. It's not uh, just relative to cricket, but um, that can't help. It's not ideal. In New Zealand, what would? Yeah, in New Zealand, uh, if there's a one-day international or a, a game on in the city, they normally move the cricket game to yeah. to the next day. So they'll probably try have it on a sad day, um, okay. so I guess people can have um, yeah an enjoyable time there, and then look to move either a double weekend the next weekend or. Um, move it to the the following day, uh, the Sunday, which works well because um, the majority of the people who want to watch it play themselves. Um, so that seems to work well. So maybe that they could try that down the track and um, could could increase uh, gate sales. But um, yeah, hopefully uh, they can get get some support to the games. Yeah. Um, uh we mentioned everything you've been involved in. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot now, Rob. Uh, are you going to here for the long haul with Cork County Cricket Club? Uh, yeah, hopefully. Um, it's sort of in the pipeline, sort of t- uh, tossing up whether I want to sort of base myself in Ireland or in New Zealand. I guess I'm still young enough that I'm still able to play both seasons, mm. and um, hopefully I can do that for years to come. Um, the body's body's in good good shape, mm-hmm. I think, at the moment, um, and enjoying going summer to summer. Or if you call us uh, Irish weather or something, but, um, <laughs> no, it was, it was an awesome, awesome time last year. So I'm sure you guys will put it on again. But um, yeah, I'm really enjoying playing for Cork County and living in Cork. Um, 
so yeah hope, hopefully I can be, be there for the long haul I think we've got half an agreement there Rob yeah I think um, we just need him to sign in uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll start that before we leave um, but yeah look a very busy period um, that m- must take uh, some bit of a, a toll on the the body because you're trying to train during the week um, uh, at the moment you mentioned you're going to Mallow for that um, and you're going to be playing Saturdays and Sundays that, like it we, we t- I know we already touched on it's huge commitment and you need bodies as well to, to help out but like that's that's massive yeah um, come September I think most of the guys are pretty yeah. you know done with cricket um, but you know it's it's great for the club to be playing in Leinster um, also in Munster so you know it's a bit of a pride thing as well mm-hmm. and you know you want to put yourself up against the better players and stuff so especially the guys you want to play for you know, with Jeremy and the Reds you need to be yeah. playing decent cricket um, and up against decent opposition so you know it's tough but I think it's worth it um, in the long run Standards always improving definitely um, you know you can see it um, even amongst like we've been in Leinster for the past 10 years and the first team have definitely you can see that improvement that mm-hmm. increase in standards um, we've done pretty well in Munster we've won the league for the past uh, six years I think so um, it has a benefit and hopefully we see more guys representing Munster through the club yeah, and you see more people getting involved in, in the sport I know that, mm. uh, when Ireland did well a couple of years ago like I'm sure there was a huge influx of people into mm. the sport but um, in any sport like the, the Irish women's hockey last year there was a lot more people get involved when they see the teams on the TV and that yeah. um, Ireland cricket in, in the news at the moment because um, they're, they're, they're playing the one the internationals do you, do you see a bounce back off that? You do definitely um, I suppose it, it helps that Sky Sports are always showing cricket yeah. um, so it's always in the consciousness um, but like we, you know, we've seen more businesses want to get involved sponsorship boys yeah. uh, lots of you know, under 11s under 13s we've got really big numbers yeah. um, like, whereas before if you played another sport say you know, hurling or football, you didn't play cricket, but now it's okay. it doesn't matter, um, and that's good because you're getting good athletes and you're yeah. not getting the cast-offs maybe. Um, but yeah, it's since I was young, which isn't too long ago. Um, there's definitely been a huge upturn in yeah. interest overall. Um, sponsors, there obviously another mm. important part of the the sport. Any sport, yeah, you've yeah. good. Yeah, we, I suppose our main sponsor would be Barney Castle. Um, um, you guys help us out from a publicity point of view. Um, River Lee and Dennis Jim have been really helpful. Um, and you know, without those, without their help, you know, we can't improve the Marlick facilities. You know, you know, it's all about improving the team as well and just making it the best product we can for people who walk in off the gate, off yeah. the street. Yeah. Um, Jeremy, obviously you're playing this uh, quite a while. You're very young, like Rob as well. Um, but uh, for people who they might even just listen to this, and you know, might give that a go or whatever. Like, uh, is it difficult sport to actually just start off in? Like, uh, no, I don't think so. Um, I think with well, a lot of Irish, obviously we play hurling and yeah. um, sort of similar sort of concept, um, hand eye and. And that sort of thing. So, um, especially with the the growing nature of T Twenty cricket, um, short and sharp, and sort of done in three hours rather than the whole day, um, it's quite an easy sport to get into nowadays. Um, 
and yeah, as, as you see, all the games on TV and everything, hopefully um, that will sort of encourage the kids to get into it and get outside in the summer and enjoy themselves. Yeah, and uh, final up for yourself, um, people might want to just go down and, and see a, a game. How can they find out about those? They're, they're all down the Mardike, but how can they... Yeah, the home um, games, anyway. Where, where can um, people find out more? Yeah, so the full fixtures are on our website, but we're pretty active on Twitter and Facebook as well, so you, you'll, you'll find out about all upcoming games. Um, I suppose our next, the, home, the first team will be at home next Sunday against uh, Kerry. Um, yeah. Strong, strong team down there. Actually, they a strong setup. Yeah, they, they setup. they've um, they always give us a good game. Anyway, yeah. to be fair, um, but uh, hopefully we can uh, get past the next one day. <laughs> but yeah, look, all the fixtures are up on our website, uh, and we're we're pretty active on social media. So um, we'd encourage anyone to come down, even if you're just walking down the Merdick just for yeah. doing your own thing. Pop in. You can have a have a beer or. A, Coca-Cola whichever takes the fancy and uh, Jeremy the, talk to me about the the, the setup of the, the team the, the few new players maybe uh, come in young players as well yes yeah so over the the winter um, I guess we've, we've been quite fortunate we've got the services of Harvey Wurton who's the son of Andy Wurton who's played for the club for a long time um, we've got the established players like Ross Jurdy Cormac and, and Rob here um, and also a few good young guns coming through like Daniel Kendi and Isha Sullivan so I think it's got a nice balance between sort of experience and, and youth and um, yeah I'm really looking forward to sort of working with the boys and um, I think we've got a good balance and as well as sort of the people coming through so no it should, should be good How's your work with the new guys bringing them into an experienced enough team? Uh, yeah, I think it's just sort of talking to them about their game, um, talking about how I play my game, how others play their game, and sort of just working towards sort of a common common goal um, and, and the style of cricket we want to play. Um, yeah, and it's just not, not trying to change their game too much because otherwise that, that often doesn't work. So just sort of yeah. working with what they've got and just uh, it's all about taking the best options and um, yeah, following their game plan. Okay, uh, Jeremy and Rob from uh, the Cork County Cricket Club. Thanks very much for uh, calling into the bench today. No worries. Thank you. It's Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's Rob Duggan and uh, Jeremy Benson uh, from Cork County Cricket Club uh, popped into Kiran yesterday to, to look ahead to their season. Best of luck to County. And you can follow them uh, on Twitter at Cork underscore County CC. And do head down to the, the Maradek as well. A fantastic place to watch uh, a match. One of the most picturesque grounds in the entire country, I'd imagine. So get down to the Maradek and uh, be sure and get out and support County. And uh, fingers crossed they'll have a, a fantastic, fantastic season. We'll be talking to them. Uh, a little bit later on in the summer as well. All right, going to talk motorsport briefly before we wrap up. Cork's Luca Allen led from pole position to snatch his second win this weekend with a convincing drive in race four of the FAA Formula 4 SCA Championship in the Buriam International Circuit today. This was uh, Luca's reaction after uh, the race. A really uh, pressurising race. I started on pole. I uh, got quite a good start, but then Elias was just on me. I think I managed to get a bit of a gap on the first few laps, uh, but it was really just by consistency. I think we were within two tenths uh, every lap. So, uh, yeah, he, I mean, I think us two kind of got away from the rest, but he was really keeping the pressure on me a bit more, a bit more pressure than I would have liked, but um, it was very relieving when I crossed the finish line. Um, yeah, you just have obviously your mind goes to things like oh, he's going to catch Jira, but you have to just keep remembering all your breaking points, all your apex points, and uh, just 
just you have to just focus on your driving really and um, and staying consistent and that, that's what won me the race today I think really good weekend uh, two wins a third and finished second but then obviously demoted to fifth in that race so um, really good weekend overall good points in the bag and uh, an increased championship lead so we're going home happy um, back in Thailand next month so hoping for more wins more points and uh, yeah another good weekend Big Red Ben, Sean Corks, Red FM, congratulations there to uh, Luca Allen after a fantastic uh, weekend for him. Great stuff from the Corkman who's got a very promising future ahead of him in motorsport. Kieran O'Regan is back from uh, Porky Cueve on a massively disappointing day, Kieran. Yeah, just Cork, I don't know, they just didn't turn up. Um, they were second to everything. Um, a lot of people complaining about um, Cork's um, lack of competitiveness from Puckouts. Uh, is that a new story? <laughs> it must be. Uh, I mean, know, were, um, that's the, the message we've been getting on our Twitter. Anyway. It just uh, they were just very poor. Tip were just really up for it, and Cork didn't seem to be as mm. up for it. And they're under huge pressure now because they're playing the All Ireland Champions next week. After when your home away. games as well, like you know? Limerick didn't play this week. They're going to be fresh going into that, and if they lose that, uh, the championship is almost over. Already. Very quickly, um, Mark Landers highly critical of the referee today. Um, said he could have awarded Cork a couple of chances or a couple of frees in the second half. Okay, <laughs> this isn't the, okay. This isn't defending the referee. It's very hard to make judgments when you're sitting in the very front row at the side of the pitch. Towards the end, possibly there was. I know there was uh, a lot of people on about uh, Hoggy probably should have got a free. Yeah, but that was a free one. That, that all right. Yeah, that could have been the other way. Um, was it retaliation for getting hit in the back of the head with the ball <sighs> in the first half? I, I, do you know? You'd wonder, did he get concussion? Because the the lump was bigger than a golf ball. See, he was talking. Have you ever been hitting square in the head? Um, no, but last night I did get hit at the back of the leg, and it's all swollen and bruised at the moment. Oh, according to that. <laughs> all right, we're we'll right out of time. We'll um, have more Gaelic games on next week's uh, Big Red Bench. Thanks very much indeed for uh, tuning in. You can follow us on Twitter at Big Red Bench. Our podcast will be online very shortly. RedFM.ie and uh, on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify as well Alan Donovan's up next with Green on Red we're back next week we'll have all the best from our Cork and Limerick on next weekend's show enjoy the rest of your sunny Sunday folks and we will talk to you next Saturday from 6pm The Big Red Bench